Well, and you know, you know, every pitcher in America was like, "That's right, that's what we do." <laughs> Bartolo so, Colon right. sitting at home smiling. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ray King, like I used to do that. Welcome back, everybody. It is division series time. A little earlier than some of us might have thought, as we had four clean sweeps. Duncan's here with me as always. We've got a lot of great thoughts about this coming weekend and next week. It sure goes fast. It just seems like it was a couple of days ago that the season ended because, in fact, it was. However, we did manage to complete four wild card series, and we're going to go quickly through those, probably spend about five minutes each talking about what we saw, what we liked, and really focusing on the winners as they all prepare to because they were so efficient, the advantage that the team with buys have this year is a little bit mitigated. And uh, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, a couple of the teams, I'm thinking of one um, in the desert specifically, uh, was able to save their number two. It was out of, it was out of uh, necessity. But we'll talk a little bit about um, our friend, Mr. Fott, I think is how his name is pronounced, and the rest of the Arizona Diamondbacks. But they've got Merrill Merrill Kelly on deck for game one versus the hated Los Angeles Dodgers. So, Duncan, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling real good. Definitely was not expecting to be jumping right back into a pod so fast. I thought we'd have a, another night or two of baseball, uh, but still good to see some good games that we had and everything. It, it was you who uh, on our last podcast mentioned, you know, these series could very well be over by dinner time on uh, on Wednesday. So <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Definitely did not see that coming. I mean, maybe in like a series or maybe two. Definitely not all four. I think that uh, took people by surprise, but um, in a weird, weird way as well. Also kind of satisfying as a Cardinals fan to see the rest of the uh, some other teams in the league get a taste of our medicine that we had to take last year of getting quote unquote swept in. in two games, which don't even get me started about categorizing two losses in a row as being swept. I just am not a fan of that. But, uh, but yeah, looking forward to I think some some more interesting um, series coming up and and kind of ramping up the intensity uh, bit by bit. And I think we're once we're introducing those one and two seeds is really going to get interesting uh, with the momentum that a, a couple of these teams have right now. Well, and the, you know, I mean, watching, so yesterday afternoon, I'll be honest, I saw zero minutes 
of any of the Rays Ranger series because they played both of them in the middle of the afternoon. And like a lot of America, I have a nine to five job five days a week. So I missed those. I was, you know, obviously in the modern age, we've all got our little mini computers in our hands with us. And so I was following it. But uh, after those two games, you know, caught the end of the second game, which I guess wasn't really that exciting, was it? And um, and then the Brewers are up 2-0, just like they were up 3-0 the night before. And Probably the get, most interesting game of, of the four, if I had to put from my money down night, on one. Yeah, well, the Phillies just dominated, and we'll talk about them and their chances in a uh, to rematch, I believe, with the Braves of Atlanta, the best, you know, arguably the best team in baseball. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think it's really much to argue about, at least in terms of what they did this year. Right. But, um, but yeah, let, why don't we start with that Brewers Diamondbacks series and, uh, you know, share a couple of thoughts each. I guess, you know, let's. Let's do a post-mortem on our brothers in the NL Central. The NL Central no longer represented, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it the only division in baseball that no longer has a representative in the big dance? Um, And, you know, we just, like I said, both games up early, uh starters going okay uh freddie kind of struggled a little bit but more importantly when they took freddie out and brought in oh shoot what is that guy's name they brought in he just could not get the job done and uh first of all in the first game they ran themselves i think they had 14 or some odd runners on base and Arizona used the long ball. I think they had three home runs in game one. They won four to three. Uh, like we earlier said, the Brewers were up three nothing. And never, and I think that was in either the third or the fourth. Never scored. Might have been in the second. Never scored again. And so it's just, it's just interesting when you're watching the games. It feels like a run is impossible to get for some teams. You know, the fans are yelling. Everything's crazy. You're at home. So once you get runners on, which all night long in game one, the Brewers had runners on, uh, not so much in game two, but they they just could never get the timely hit. You know, Yelich getting caught, uh, being too aggressive around second. Uh, It was just unfortunate. It was – it was – you know, not a complete meltdown because they lost four, three, and five, two. So those aren't, you know, those aren't whoopings like, you know, like the teams in the American League kind of got and really the Marlins got. But, but really um, what it was was Arizona making plays that Tony LaRusso would be proud of in those like momentum swinging or momentum killing plays if they're starting to rally. Like you were talking about, um, 
Yelich rounding second and getting caught off second with Longoria throwing it back after he kind of bobbles. Instead of going to first, he holds onto it and throws it back to second. It just absolutely killed their momentum. Uh, Just little things like that. I mean, Longoria, again, with a great, uh, incredible snag at third base to to take away a double, uh, a likely double. in that same game too so just like little things here and there that just absolutely just crushed them that i think you could just take all the wind out of your sails when you have anything going and in the playoffs then that puts even more pressure on you and makes you feel like you really have to you know hit a home run here hit a home run there whatever the case is and you mentioned arizona hitting some homers and everything Probably out of the eight teams that were playing uh, in this first wild card round here, maybe one of I might put Miami lower, but uh, between Arizona and Miami as the two teams with the least amount of power in their lineup, so definitely not a home run hitting team. So for them to be able to do that um, and step on the gas otherwise with the their other consistent parts of their games, that was that was just the cherry on top to to seal the deal for them. Well, right, and game one, that snag by Longo, I mean, that's, you know, no pun intended, but the Brewers were snake bit. You know, they just got caught. I like Uh, the pun. That's why winning the division is wonderful, but more importantly, getting that bye. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about our favorite team, the Houston Astros, not – uh, here in a little bit. And, um, you know, they got to sit home while, uh, you know, Texas had to go to Tampa. However, Texas did a great job. And we'll talk about that in a second. Why don't we go to that series next? Let's just finish up, uh, you know, good season, Milwaukee, uh, Contreras ends game two with a strikeout. Uh, you know, had a chance, but you know, by that point, they're down five to more timely hitting late by the Diamondbacks to take a game that you know was three two and extend the lead. Uh, and or was it tied? No, it was three two, uh, because they oh, yeah, anyway, but uh, you know, great job by Arizona, they got Kelly ready for game one against um. Uh, I think he's going against Clayton Kershaw in game one. That is going to be interesting. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, you know, just just kind of getting the job done. A guy I'm not a huge fan of, Tommy Pham. Pham had a timely hit after. Really? You know, not a huge fan? Yeah, I mean, I used to be when he was a Cardinal, and but then in the last few years, I feel like he's been a bit of a clubhouse cancer, or at least that's the rep in the media. Maybe the media just doesn't like him and that influences me. I don't know. I think that's but, the media rep for sure. I've heard okay, some other stories well, that, well, yeah. Well, you're not, you're not biased, so we won't worry about that. Um, but yeah, no, I get it. And, but the Diamondbacks are solid. Corbin Carroll is a bona fide superstar. Evan Longoria is on the end of his career. Now Moreno going out yesterday and I give Herrera credit because I thought he played well and took, he took that one ball off his arm or whatever. I thought he was going to have a problem. And they talked about it in the broadcast or like, 
what does Arizona do? They only got two guys on the on the roster that are catchers. And, you know, they talked about what would they do for the next round. Well, I, I believe Moreno's been um, – they've announced that he's going to be good to go to start uh, Saturday. But um, but he's solid. He's, very, he's a really good receiver. And um, and they just got the job. Their, their bullpen in game one was amazing. Now, granted, they bent – you know, they were like, I don't know, the old Raiders defense or something. You know, they let you get to the red zone, but they did not give up those runs. And, you know, it's it's usually about 50-50. Some, you know, that's on the Brewers for not coming through in the clutch and, you know, when yeah. they have the opportunities. But you also got to tip your cap to the uh, Diamondbacks bullpen who did an outstanding job. Seawald, who struggled when he first came over. Yeah, great pickup for them at the end of the day. Yeah. Him striking out, uh, Contreras to end it all, you know, was kind of, I think kind of, uh, ap, you know, kind of the, the, the way it should have went. Right. Um, and if Arizona was going to win that series, I think they did everything exactly the way they were supposed to. And that's why it was a two game set, which I think is what we're going to, uh, what we're going to land on with all these series. So, as I said, let's talk Rays and Rangers, uh, both games played in the middle of the afternoon. So I don't know if anybody in America is even aware of this yet. Maybe we're breaking news, not sure. But uh, Tampa didn't hit the ball, Duncan. No. Well, I thought I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Anyone in America doesn't know this yet. Blah blah blah. I was going to say, I don't think the people in uh, Tampa, St. Pete, even knew that there were games going on because the stadium was half full uh, at their playoff games. A little bit ugh, disappointing for seeing that. Just from a, a baseball perspective, the very first game of the playoffs since like forty percent full. What are we doing? Uh, well, but it's yeah. so funny. You got a 99 win team in the race and a 40, whatever they were, 51, 52 win team in the athletics, arguably the two worst stadiums in the MLB. And uh, unfortunately, you know, Tampa's been a great, you know, they've been, they've been a good front office. They've, they don't spend, they don't have any money and they don't spend any money. Um, but they, but they've been able to develop players and, you know, it just caught up to them. You know, I heard, I heard somebody today say it looks like, it looked like they ran out of gas. It did. But the, they set a record that are they, they, let me get this right. It was like 19,000, just a little over 19,000 fans for game one. It Yikes. was the lowest playoff game, uh, any postseason attendance, uh, I mean, obviously other than COVID, since the 1919 World Series, the Black Sox World Series. And, th- and this is what makes our sport so great, Our that sport. It's not ours alone. We share it with, with everybody that loves the it's game. It's ours as the fan. Absolutely. And that's what makes it so great. We can look back and look at something like attendance, which, you know, thick and thin, World War, everything. I mean, this is over 100 years ago, the last time so few 
people turned up to watch their team in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I mean, I can't blame the, I don't blame the players on the raise. It's not their fault. Nope. Uh, maybe a little bit on management, you know, I, I, there, are they building a new stadium? Is that what's going on there? They are. And they're literally building it like right next to the current stadium versus in Tampa, which is where like the lightning and the bucks have their stadiums. Uh, St. Peter, St. Petersburg's on like this little weird peninsula kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's really hard to get to. You got to drive across these bridges, and I think that's part of why their attendance attendance is so low. So just yeah. baffling that they want to keep it there. You're just going to run into the exact same problems. But I feel bad yeah. for the players. I mean, you worked your butt off the entire season, and you show up for a game with 19,000 fans. Like, what a horrible playoff atmosphere. And then the very next game is the Blue Jays against Minnesota, and it's absolutely rocking in Minneapolis. So I just feel bad for a lot of the players after having such a great season for multiple reasons because then they like you said they absolutely laid an egg on offense one run in two games and i mean they ended the season on a low note uh, as far as their offense goes and clearly it just carried over and they just couldn't figure it out uh played bad defense as well a couple errors uh around the infield and everything uh in those games and just couldn't get anything going but Shout out to Monty in the first game. Absolute gem from him. Really happy to see him turn in a great performance. Looking to get himself paid paid this this offseason. So um, would love to have him back, but I'm just happy for him. I, I, I enjoyed when he was with the team. Nice, soft-spoken guy, but um, just puts his head down, lunch pail, go to, go to work kind of guy. So good to see him have some success in the playoffs. Well, the play he made on right at the baseline there. Oh, that um, diving play. I mean, it's, you know, he's he's not a small man. That's that's a load that's. I was going to say big tree fall hard, but I mean, <laughs> athletic and nimble to get over there, though. I was pretty impressive to get quickly off the mound well, as a lefty, you know, too. You know, every pitcher in America was like, that's right. That's what we do. <laughs> Bartolo so, Colon sitting at home smiling. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ray King, like I used to do that. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, yeah. So uh, they, you know, good, great performances. I mean, you know, again, like I said, I didn't have the advantage I had with the other series of being able to watch it. Uh, you know, like I said, I tried to pay attention. Uh, it wasn't a lot. I mean, it wasn't like they scored in. You know, I mean, they scored mornings obviously in game two than game one, but it they just did everything. They they just played good baseball for two days, and they took advantage of the opportunities they got, and they sent you know, and I mean, on the road, you know, I don't care if there was five people at that game; it's still the other team's house, right? And so good for them. Uh, they got a pretty tall order ahead of them. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, uh, but yeah, congratulations to the Rangers who, you know, really have been in the playoffs for a month, plus, right? So there's always something to be said about that. Tampa hasn't played a meaningful game. I mean, if you count the the little bit of a push to try to catch the Orioles, which never really felt like it was going to happen. 
And I think we're going to find out that the the loss of Franco um, and McClanahan, of course, you know, pit, losing pitching always hurts a lot. But um, but yeah, I think that's going to you know the the Franco especially. I mean, just unfortunate, and you know we. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how they respond. They got you know they got some explaining to do, but I think most of it's internal. Uh, uh, most, you know, 25 other teams or I guess, you know, uh, at least uh, 18 other teams would have loved to have won 99 games this year and been hosting two playoff games. Uh, and I would argue that most of those teams would have been able to get 20,000 plus to the ballpark. So, uh, but the Rangers, who, who knew, you know, I mean, this is this the team much like the Diamondbacks that, you know, the first half of the season looked like they were here to make a real statement. I guess so. We're going to find out come up Saturday, aren't we? Yeah, I was going to say, what do you what do you feel about their uh, chances to make like a deep run to either the CS or the, the World Series now after watching those two games? I don't. I don't think don't. they have any shot whatsoever in the – well, the next series I think they'll make competitive, but I think they'll lose – and uh, and I think that'll be it. Um, who do they have going in game one? Um, I don't know if they've announced it. I was just trying to pull everything up, and I think most of the games they haven't announced anything. So, like, the Rangers-Orioles haven't announced anything. Uh, they've announced Verlander for the, the Astros, but nobody for the Twins yet. Uh, Atlanta versus Philly, nobody's announced. And then Kershaw's announced, but nobody for the D-backs. So... Still a lot of question marks uh, as to who's going to go. It's um, almost certain Kelly will go for Arizona. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was who they were anticipating for game three, so you'd expect that, yeah. Yeah, and he'll, he'll be on f- more than full rest by the time he pitches. Right. Uh, the, uh, the, the question in Minnesota is Ryan um, or who is that, Andrew Heaney? Is he the other one they got there? Well, I was trying to pull it up to see how many days would be left to see if they could get Pablo Lopez back out there, but I don't think it's going to be enough for enough rest for him, do you think? No, he'd be game two, Sonny Gray, game three. Okay, yeah. And then they got to figure it out for uh, – there's a, Dun- a Dunning. Who does Dunning pitch for? I heard him. Dane Dunning. Yes. Well, you mentioned Andrew Heaney. He's not on, on um, the Twins. Yeah, so he's, Dunning, uh, he's Dunning and right now, Heaney so. are uh, teammates on – who are they? Are they in the Diamondbacks? The Rangers. No, they're on the Rangers. Oh, the Rangers. That's right, because it was Rangers game one, actually, uh, is probably going to be one of those two um, because they had to go with, you know, their two big boys in games one and two, Monty and Ivaldi last night or yesterday afternoon. So anyway, but we'll, we'll, we'll dive in a little more deeply on that. That is, uh, that is two of the series. Now we come, we, I guess we stay in the American league. Yep. And, uh, the recently mentioned Minnesota twins, uh, hell, hell of a couple of games. Yeah. Again. Can we just give, can we just give a nice standing O for Royce Lewis and what he's done this year? Oh my goodness. I mean, absolutely turned it on, uh, especially this second half. I mean, he's had what? Let me look at how many. 
games he's had here. Yeah, really only 58 games the second half of the season, but he's but he's batted 309 OPS and 921, 15 bombs, 52 RBIs. I mean, the guy is smashing the ball. And two home runs in game game one, just pulling the team along, saying, "All right, let's do this, boys. We're we're taking this one." And like I said, great great crowd up there. Uh, I was did, really impressed. Did they, did they get the shutout in that game, or did they give up a run? They uh, oh, game two was two zero. No, it was three one for game one. Yeah, but I think so. Toronto scored in like the seventh or the. I forget when it happened. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was the sixth, yep. In the sixth, yeah, and they only got the one. Uh, a, another tale where you could say the loser didn't hit, which can happen, you know, if you remember the 85 World Series for the Cardinals, and, you know, it's happened to many teams. I mean, this is what we were talking about on uh, Sunday or Monday, whenever we talked that about the um, – you know, how the pitching is so much better in the postseason because the teams that win, you know, enough games to qualify typically have at least two really strong starters and usually three or four, you know, their three, their numbers three and four are, are solid, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, even the Diamondbacks having to go with Fott in game one, uh, you know, I mean, I think he only had him in there for like three innings, but did his job. Um, and uh, and the same thing with Minnesota. You know, they come out uh, game one. Um, who started game one? Sonny Gray got game no. two. Uh, Pablo Lopez, big round of applause for him. Huge, huge. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting. I know you got a little, a little soft spot for that guy. Um, I love watching him. I know you like him. Uh, and they, uh, what he got? I think he went either five or six. I mean, did his. Yeah. Five and yeah. two thirds, one earned. Yeah. Three Ks, nothing crazy with strikeouts, but just efficient. And then their bullpen just absolutely shut it down. I mean, Louis Varlin came in to get the last out of the sixth, and then they just went one inning, one inning, one inning. I mean, if you could draw it up as far as how you want to use your bullpen, just one inning a piece and just say, all right, let's get out of this, and we're going to use four guys out of the pen. I think that's pretty solid for game one. Exactly. And that's and, and, and Toronto didn't ever help themselves. You know, they didn't pitch poorly. Certainly not. In yeah, it wasn't. One. Wasn't awful. I mean, three earned from Gosman and the the bullpen pitched well. Didn't give up anything after that. So, just just a better performance by the Twins and and timely hitting with those two home runs from Royce Lewis. So, exactly. So now you're down one zero. You're on the road, and you got Sonny Gray on the bump. And Squeaky bum time. And nobody, nobody. I mean, literally nobody could do anything. And it was pretty quiet. I mean, it was, I think it was a pretty quick game. And it was. I mean, they had nine hits. They just couldn't string anything together. Yeah. And I don't know that they had. Was there any innings where they had more than two hits? I don't think so. And they, they just, yeah, they weren't. I don't know how many times they, I don't know how many runners reached third. There had to be at least one half a rally 
that it looked like they were going to get something done. But, but again, another team that had, you know, had to work uh, in the second half of September, had to secure their spot, did mm-hmm. so, uh, wound up getting, I guess that was the, f- oh, that was the sixth seed, wasn't it? So had to play the division winner. And uh, unfortunately, couldn't get it done. So good season from them. You know, they made the playoffs, but I think they were looking for more. You know, Bichette, Vlad, I mean, over this over this last, what is it, probably three years now, I think there's been buzz about them every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just so far haven't been able to do anything. So... Yeah. Uh, the American League East, the vaunted, you know, best division in baseball, all that stuff, uh, they're down to their last shot, but it's a pretty good shot that we'll talk about here in a minute. <laughs> uh, the Twins. Yeah. But I – yeah, go ahead. Well, the Twins, you know, there's no breaks. They get nothing. You know, they, they – what was it? The, they, they broke the longest – streak in uh in major american sports you know the four big ones uh with you know having gone the longest without a playoff win appearing in the playoffs and not getting a victory they had been swept i think they were either oh and nine or oh and oh and eleven whatever it was the last three or four times they had been in the playoffs over the last I think it was 19 years or something like that. They hadn't won a game. So they finally get off to Schneid, and then they don't screw around. They take care of business in game two. So they're in good shape, except guess what? They got to play the Houston Astros, who have been in the ALD, ALCS six years in a row. <laughs> Man. What do we say about that? <clears throat> they just know how to do it. When it comes when it comes time to the playoffs, those key guys just know how to win. I was listening to some way. of the hitting stats from It's just stupid. I mean, they just they just, you know, they literally have seven guys that have all been here and all been stars. Right? And it's tough. It's going to be difficult. So, uh, but I still like the Twins to, you know, at least make it interesting. And uh, it's a five-game series. All you got. We'll get, do is we'll get more in depth here in a little bit, but yeah, you split in Houston, and 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 you got a shot, right? Yeah, but uh, I'll say from this current series when they were beating the Jays and everything, story of the series for me pitching wins. You know, you go one earned out of your uh, two games from your starters. Just excellent, excellent job as far as pitching goes for the Twins. Also, shout out to Carlos Correa for a great play, backing up a a do or die play at third base and, and getting an out at home. That's another one of those momentum killing plays. Uh, when the Blue Jays had a little something going, um, I don't know if you got got a chance to see that highlight or anything, but I did uh, see the highlight in your oh. right because that 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 basically turned the game around. Yeah, and one of the things making me think about that you just mentioned about the the Astros, uh, 
and just having guys that show up and know how to win in the postseason. And as much as people love to hate Carlos Correa, and I'm can definitely be in that boat as well. He shows up and he knows how to win, and you can't knock him for that. So, uh, kudos to the Twins, and that'll be uh, an interesting series. We'll talk about in a bit with them coming up um, against the Strohs. So, uh, what do we have for the last one? All right, let's finish it off with last year's NL representative in the World Series. The surprise team, the Philadelphia Phillies, and there couldn't be of a a more blue-collar-looking team, although I would argue that their pretty boy, who just happens to wear the tools of ignorance, a uh, nice big fly from him early. And then uh, uh, Mr. Stott, wasn't it, later? With the granny? With the salami. So I think that was all seven, and that was ball game. That was game two. In game one, again, Miami, you're on the road. You got a shot. Couldn't get it done. I mean, give the Phillies bullpen some love. They did their jobs. But, uh, Solaire, I mean, it's tough. And also, you're talking about the bullpen. Give their starters some love, too. Uh, Nola and Wheeler just absolutely turned it on uh, in these two games. And and we got to see that firsthand last year uh, against the Phillies in this round. Uh, So just them showing and putting on a clinic and showing what they are as pitchers, you know, six and two thirds from Wheeler, eight Ks uh, in game one, and then follow that up with Nola in game two, no earned over, uh, over seven with uh, only three Ks, but, um, you get deep in games when you don't get your pitch count up with a bunch of K's. So just excellent, uh, excellent pitching performances. And I think uh, this is exactly what uh, the Cardinals are going to be looking for in the offseason. We'll talk more about that in a future episode, um, looking at Aaron Nola and saying this is the this is the kind of guy that we want showing up in the postseason for us that can take a, a game by the horns a la Chris Carpenter, Roy Halladay, something like that, and saying, all right, let's go get on my back. We're taking this one, putting it on the board for the home team. So, Well, and I don't argue that. And what they did with both those starts is they shortened the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, – they were able to bring leads into both of those, right? So the uh, – I mean, Miami had shots. So they had they had runners, not a ton, but they had some runners, and they had a chance. But you're right. Both those starters made the pitches that they needed to make when they needed to make them. Uh, but, you know, this is the story of the postseason. I mean, all the pitchers are good. And we could talk about, we didn't really go into any depth about it. And this is probably not the pod. You know, it's still pretty fresh in everybody's mind. But the uh, the Snell treatment that uh, Jose Barrios got yesterday. Oh, woof. heartbreaking. Well, and, and, and 
again, I don't want to get into it now because there's. I think it's a it's a longer and a deeper conversation. Let's pin that for a later episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's obvious that that call was not made at the moment by the manager. Agreed. And he almost looked yeah, reluctant. That's what I want to talk about when we get some time. Uh, you know, maybe after the World Series, just just kind of that trend because it's not unique to Toronto or to Tampa. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say we might we might get another example of that later this postseason. I hope we don't because. I do not want to see that, but it's uh, definitely plausible that we get another example of that, even just this postseason. So, well, and we remember the Nationals run a few years ago. Um, the this this trend of pulling a starter in the third, you know, as early as the third, you know, two and two thirds, and that kind of craziness. It's, you know, that's been coming. You know, for a starter to go like what the Phillies did, I mean, that was old school baseball. That was fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Neither one of them were complete. I mean, I guess Wheeler in game one was pretty dominant. Uh, I felt like Nola, there were many opportunities for, for, you know, things to go against him. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, that he's more that type of pitcher, and that's okay. Uh, it really doesn't matter how much you bend as long as you don't break. But Lord, that 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 trend is is something I'm. I will look forward to us really kind of digging into because you know there's an argument i mean i get it that's that's why it's happening because there's a, a solid statistical uh, analytical argument um for why that makes sense sometimes uh but let's talk about our last series um oh well, i guess i guess we just kind of did the phillies um yeah uh but uh, real muto just a stud you know, everybody knew yeah. when that when that uh, we were still we still had I guess two years of Yachty left, um, but when that sweepstakes was happening, you kind of knew when Philly won it that that was going to stand them in good stead for you know the foreseeable future. And I mean, he's not the best catcher in the game, you know, in terms of being a catcher. But I, who would you rather have behind the plate? Maybe Rutschman because of his age, obviously. Yeah. But other than that? There's not a whole lot of other catchers that stand out, right. honestly. Yeah, like this kid Moreno is is a revelation. I didn't watch a ton of Diamondbacks in the regular season. I watched him against us. Right. But he he looks he looks like a little Yachty to me. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of got that. He kind of looks like he's got that gene that says, you know, hey, Mike Stanley, hey, you know, uh, uh, David Ross, hey, whoever, you know, all these guys over the years that I love it when a catcher, especially when they're just a, you know, an average league average hitter as a catcher. Uh, steps up in the big moments. It's always fun to watch. 
but uh, but Rio Mudo's is, is he's a bona fide stud. Uh, you know, obviously Harper and Schwarber um, and uh, our boy Trey. I mean, solid, solid, solid all around. Uh, it's going to be interesting. The next series uh, is going to be very interesting, and I think we probably save that one to last because a lot of people consider it to be the marquee series in the next round. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we then pivot to – or did you have anything more you want to say about the Phillies or any of the other wild card series, anything else related to the wild card? Round. Yeah, the only other thing, uh, the only other thing I have here is about the the Phillies Marlins series, and um, just kind of a, a, a general uh, thought on it too. Something that I had seen earlier today, and just kind of a bummer for the league, bummer for the game. Um, and this is by no way uh, the reason that the uh, the Marlins lost or anything like that, but. You don't want to make it about the umpires, but the the umpiring performance over those two oh. games was pretty tough game for a postseason special. game. Oh my gosh! I don't know how much you are aware of or see the umpire scorecards that are on X Twitter, uh, that kind of thing. I've got a website too. Um, just a pretty tough look uh, across both of those games. Really, some some really badly called uh, strikes. I mean. Overall, with like the the big situations and things like that, there were a couple things here or there, but nothing that's like overwhelming, overwhelmingly like bases loaded, two outs, and it ends the inning kind of a thing. Uh, but if you're the Marlins and you're getting these strike calls that are like a solid six inches down and away, getting called against you, I mean, like that's that's tough trying to you know have a good at bat when you're having that and you're just you're standing up there just like i don't even know what i'm doing right now because i should i swing right now or not because like what i think is even close uh or what i think is like not even close they're saying that's absolutely a surefire strike and it's gonna make you expand your zone and it's tough to tough to have a good approach when that's uh the case and really when you look at these umpire scorecards the the misses that they had with some of these missed uh, missed ball calls, so balls that were called a strike, uh, are really in similar positions, so down and away to a lefty, down and into a righty. Uh, I think most of the time, uh, from what I saw, they were to left-handed hitters, so down and away to lefties and way off the plate and down. Um, so just really tough. And as a left, I mean, what are you going to do with that when it's down and away to you off the plate like that? I mean, maybe slap it into right field or excuse me, slap it into left field as a lefty. Um, but yeah, so just a bummer from the league perspective as well. You got to have a better showing, um, in a playoff game. Now that is to say those, that was two games out of eight. Uh, so I didn't really notice anything as far as the umpires run in any of the other uh, games, which is a good thing. You don't notice anything. That means they're doing a good job. I think the rest of them were really done well. Uh, But those just kind of stood out, and I saw some interesting stuff about it earlier today. So just wanted to bring it up. Um, So I just feel kind of bad for for the Marlins, too. Uh, Just a a tough approach, especially when you're already getting kicked kicked in the face. Uh, with some home runs and things like that and, and 
playing from behind. It's it's tough to to come back from that. So was that was that uh, that was Shambi that had that series, wasn't it? I think so. I missed a, a, a decent chunk of those games right around dinner time, bedtime with the kids and everything. So wasn't able yeah. to catch a ton of those. And just caught, caught some highlights later. But well, I well, think I was he was. Gonna say ESPN didn't help itself or the viewing public when the K zone you know, is dominating half the at bats. It's like, come yeah. on guys. I mean, I, and I mean, when, when you watch it live and it's pretty obvious and you're like, he called that a strike. And then, and then they have to, you know, they have to show us in slow-mo with that three on their 3d. Strikes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> come on, dude. I mean, in fairness to the umps on a few of them, it's like, okay, Got a little slice of that. You know, it's still, you know, does it break the spirit of the law? Even if right. it, even if it follows the letter, you know, I don't know. But it was unfortunate. That crew had a rough couple of games. The guy in game one, Hennings or whatever his name was, he was horrible. Doug Eddings. Yeah, he was horrible. And, um, and, and you know. Stu Surewater. But you know what? I don't feel like he was horrible only to the Marlins. I mean, no, no, you know, and so that is, and it's a little bit, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make anybody in Miami feel any better, but there is a lot of truth to the idea that, you know, baseball is a game where you have to overcome, you know, it's, it's non-standard, you know, in football, we look at, you know, uh, an inch makes all the difference. And a lot of times that's a difference between six points and zero points, right? Yeah. Or, you know, extending an important drive or whatever. In baseball, there's a million things. You've got the differences in the construction of the stadiums. You've got the weather. You've got... You know, and of course, you know, you got weather in football too, but but the weather's, a, you know, much less, I would argue, of a factor um, in the NFL because it's just a more of a brute force sport, right? Yeah. And, uh, but no, you're right. You're, and it was good you brought that up because we would be remiss to just, you know, uh, brush past it. Uh, it's tough, and it's it's something that the team that wins it all, we all know, has to get lucky. There has to be some luck involved. It just, excuse me, at this level, these teams are too good, and you know it's 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 too hard to do. You know, we always talk about it. that's why the the bats go in silent in a couple of these series, or if not silent, unable to hit, you know, in a really important spot where you need it is not really that unusual. The thing is, the thing that the winner every season typically has, in addition to luck, is that they take advantage of whatever opportunities presented. And I think Philadelphia did that. You know, guess what? There's no argument with a ball over the fence. And that's what they did yesterday. They hit two big flies for multiple runs, not a little solo shot. 
and boom, they're on their way to the next round. Really a lot, uh, you know, it was kind of funny. It was kind of sad in a way. Uh, you and I talked about this pre-series, all four of them, and we made predictions. Uh, I thought the home teams would have more of an advantage than they did, so I picked all four of them. Uh, I think I picked the Brewers in two. Oops, missed that one. And I thought the Rays, you know, I was really going by their 99 wins. But Texas proved that, you know, uh, it's not about, you know, it's not about how many you won over 162. When you get to the playoffs, everything changes. It's all about what you can do today, how good your starting pitcher is, you know, all the things that we love about it. So uh, really enjoyable eight games. Thought we might get, you know, a little closer to 12 or so, <laughs> or 10 at least, I should say. Not 12 necessarily, but 10. Uh, and no, we got four sweeps. Uh, as I mentioned, I went two and two. I think you went two and two as well, didn't you? Yep, two and two. I was uh, pleased with my, my pick of the D-backs, but... Uh, bummed missing out on the Twins, um, and we we both got the Phillies, uh, but missed out uh, on the other matchup too. So, yep. but that's all right. Yep, it was fun. I think this was as long as we've ever gone, Duncan. I I didn't expect it. Uh, Might have to split it. I'm not mad at it. Not mad at it at all. But uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have to make this two things. So anyway, it was fun. Yeah, for I, sure. I enjoyed every second of it. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll check in in a few days and uh, see where we're at with all all the series there, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy the baseball. Uh, enjoy your night off tomorrow night. Get a good night's rest so you're ready for Saturday. Absolutely. Sounds good. We'll have a good. I'll talk to you later.